I think the biggest thing is that if you don't know what steps to take next, is to reach out to someone. Because so many people, like even like myself, like I love to be able to help other people. And so many people, like they want to be able to give their life experiences to others because you've already gone through all the hard stuff and you don't want to see somebody else go through that. So if they have any questions, they should just reach out to somebody else, ask them or even say, hey, I don't know what to do next. Like, what are you doing? What are your plans? Bounce some ideas off of each other. And then that collaboration a lot of times can spark that creativity that you know how to move on forward from there. This is Pittsburgh, a place where a rich heritage of making things and a fierce independent nature come together to create a thriving entrepreneurial community. Whether you're a small business owner looking for ideas or inspiration, or you're an enthusiastic supporter of local businesses, you'll find it here. I'm your host, Darren Volano, and this is the Proprietors of Pittsburgh podcast. Today, my guest is Brittany Hartle, who's the owner of two businesses. One is Yogi B Wellness, and the other is your CBD store in the North Hills. Brittany, thanks so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. Oh, and Darren, thank you so much. I, I appreciate your time here. Thanks for inviting me on. Yeah, sure. I believe the first business that you started was your yoga business. Can you talk a little bit about your background and what led up to you creating your yoga business or what inspired you to create it? Yeah, of course. Um, so actually before this, I was a lot more in management and I was primarily working um, in the fitness industry or well, even before the fitness industry, I was actually in the financial industry. So I was helping people with their finances first and then I moved into the fitness world. And a lot of the reason why that I moved into the fitness world was um, so I came from California originally. I moved out here. Uh, it's been about five years now. And so when I first moved out here, I was planning on opening up my own firm when it came to the financial industry. And um, some stuff kind of went wrong with a, a relationship and went through a divorce and a bunch of other stuff. And it kind of took a turn in the sense that I had to kind of recreate my life and figure out what I could do or what I wanted to do from that point forward to take care of myself and my son. And so once I started getting into more like the fitness industry, I began to fall more and more in love with it. Um, and a lot of the reason why was because I'd had so many previous injuries to my body that I had to teach myself and relearn how to move my body and not hurt myself more, ultimately. And so the more that I got into it, the more I started to fall in love with it. And when I was working at this one gym, I was going through my yoga teacher training and I kind of brought up to them the idea of having yoga at their facility because they before they didn't have that. And so I had done some other training there uh, as a personal trainer, but a lot of it was super structured in the sense that they had something done and they had their way of doing it. And that's the only way you could. So even if somebody wanted to train a certain way, we were really tied up and we couldn't do that. So when I stepped in and I had this yoga at this facility, I was able to do it my way because they're like, oh, we don't know anything about that. Like, just go ahead and do you. And so I really began to fall more and more in love with it as I had people come in and we could really focus on what it was that they needed. So I could read the people and see what it was that they needed that day. And we were able to bring that to the mat so that they could then take it back off the mat with them in their daily lives. So that's kind of what initially sparked it. And once I started getting a little taste of my own of having that, that's kind of why I wanted to step into having my own practice and having my own studio. 
One of the things that makes your yoga business unique is that you do one-on-one coaching or one-on-one sessions with clients. You can do that at the person's house. You can also do that in the park or in a natural setting. You can also do group classes in a natural setting as well. I'm curious, did you do that? Did you set up that business model because it was cost-effective? Obviously, you don't need to have a studio if you do it that way. Or did you do it because you really like to connect with people one-on-one and you enjoyed that interaction or or you also just enjoyed the interaction of of doing the yoga outdoors in the natural in the natural space? Well, Darren, you're right on like every occasion <laughs> on that. So it really started just because I didn't have the funds to start. Like I'm like, I want to do this yoga thing, but I have no money <laughs> and I have no idea how to do that. Like I couldn't just open up a yoga studio uh, without having a whole bunch of funds to back that. And so starting off, it was just kind of like, okay, how can I do this as cheaply as possible? And so a lot of that was just like, okay, if I can get the insurance and pay for that, I can at least have that and bring people outdoors. And I don't really need the four walls to host these different sessions. And so that's kind of, it started off just because it was cheap. But the secondary reason why I love that was because like you can really take people outdoors and like really start to ground them and it takes them out of their normal element because we're stuck inside these walls usually for work all day long. And so when you're able to kind of bring them out into it, it automatically is kind of bringing their minds and setting them up and setting their intentions onto something different than what they're used to. So I love the fact that we could bring them outdoors and then automatically it's just a completely different world for them. They're already taking themselves out of their normal day to lead lives and they can really focus on being in the present moment. So I love taking them out on different like hikes and into nature and just doing something. And then they can, we can sit down and have yoga outdoors and actually grounding ourselves into the earth. So I love that aspect of it too. And I think I kind of just use that in the sense of like, it's cheap, but look at, we're outdoors. <laughs> look how, look how amazing. <laughs> right. Uh, found it really worked. A lot of people love that. They love to get outside, especially when we have like our beautiful days out here in Pittsburgh. I mean, we don't see the sun too much, but when we do, everyone's so thankful to be outside. So I loved getting to play off of that as well. Absolutely. And so your other business is your CBD store, which is where you're at right now. And I understand that you opened up your store right before the pandemic. Is that right? Yeah, I have the best timing ever. (laughs) And so I'm curious, that must have been incredibly difficult because you put all this, when you open up a business, you're excited, you're pumped up, you put all this effort and energy and all these resources into building something and opening something. And then this unknown massive event happens that none of us could have, none of us knew was, was going to happen. I'm curious, what, what were those initial days and weeks like for you when everything was shutting down? What was going through your mind? So I guess the first time I really even realized that this was something that was like going to take place here in Pittsburgh was I was driving along um, just with some other business owners. And at that moment, one of them had called their insurance and was like, hey, what happens? Are we covered if this, you know, if this all hits home? And they're like, nope. <laughs> and then I was sitting there. And so they were all kind of talking about like, what would be our next steps if this were to happen? And then I was like, oh, shoot, I guess I should like really pay attention because it looks like this is something that's coming a little bit closer. And this was really um, in the beginning of February when that was happening. But I was able to, I was still kind of getting closer to getting the keys and opening up the doors. And when I first had opened up the doors, it was on my birthday. It was on March 8th. (laughs) So I remember that day and I was like all excited to be here, had my own keys to store, open up the door, had customers coming in. And that was great for like the first week. 
But as things were kind of getting closer and closer, like I'm still kind of preparing for the grand opening, had a lot of like flyers printed out, was like getting the word out to the customers that were in here. But it was it was a very sudden thing that happened because I remember I woke up the morning, went to the gym, did my normal routine. And then when I got to the store, it was kind of like, oh, places are actually shutting down. And then it was like the word from the governor, like, hey, you guys need to close your doors. Uh, so that was on the 16th. So I really just had from the 8th to 16th to kind of be open and <laughs> be, be excited about it. And then it was kind of having to really quickly pivot to trying to do a more of an online model. For those that aren't familiar, can you tell us what CBD, first off, what, what does CBD stand for? What does the letter stand for? What is it and, and what does it do for you? Yeah, so CBD just stands for cannabidiol. So what it is, is it's actually derived from the industrial hemp plant. So it's kind of all under the family of cannabis, but you have like your marijuana plant, which out here you need to have a prescription for, and then you have hemp, which all of our products are either going to contain less than 0.3% THC or zero THC. So then that way nobody's having any kind of euphoric effects or anything like that. But what you are looking at is the inflammation relief. So a lot of times people have um, numerous ailments that are caused from inflammation in the body. And so when you're using a product like the hemp or the hemp oils that we have, you're basically trying to get your body back into homeostasis so it can actually regulate itself the way that it naturally already wants to. Yeah. And so for people listening, THC is the component in marijuana that causes more of a psychedelic effect, but in CBD products, it's coming from a related plant, which is the hemp plant. And the CBD is not the same as THC. It doesn't have the same psychedelic effect, correct? Yeah, that's correct. And what was it about CBD that got you interested in it to open up a business of your own? Did you have any personal experience with it that maybe impacted you in some way? Or, or did you know somebody that, that was impacted in some way? Yeah. So for me, I originally just started working at one of our locations that was here out in Pittsburgh, the, the first one. And it was kind of like, I, I didn't know what I was walking into. I was kind of excited to be able to help people, but I didn't know too much about the product. So actually when I first started working with um, one of the partners there, he, he was like, so what do you know about CBD? And I was like, absolutely nothing. <laughs> like I wasn't using the product prior to it. I had heard some good stuff, but I wasn't as much educated on it as I thought I might be, especially coming from California, where it's a lot more liberal about that kind of stuff. So I started getting on the product because you got to wear the shoes that you're going to sell. So I started using the product on myself. And like I said before, I had some other injuries, one of which was a back injury that I was prescribed 17 different pills a day to try and mitigate the pain and just get through the normal day to day and even be able to carry my son from his car seat in the car into the grocery store to put him into a shopping cart. Once I started using the product, it was about two weeks that I was sitting there and I was like, oh my gosh, like this stuff works for everybody else, but except for me, like, of course, you know, two weeks of using it <laughs> twice a day, every day and right. nothing. And I was like right. super disappointed. Uh, but then all of a sudden one day I woke up and I went downstairs, I'm brushing my teeth there and I was sitting there and I was like, oh man, like something's different about today. Like I feel good about today. And I was like, wait, I can, I can move. Like my body isn't in pain right now. Cause normally I'd wake up in the morning and I'd have to go through this whole, like, okay, how can I move my arms? How can I move my legs and not have shearing pain down my legs? And so all of a sudden it just kind of kicked in for me and it was absolutely revolutionary in the sense that like I could really move my body and get back into being more myself. So it was fantastic to see what it did for me. And then, like I said, I mean, even before that, as I'd have people coming in, some people, it would help right away, like that very day or within minutes, they were seeing results already. So 
So it was so exciting every single day. And even from then till now, like I've been able to help thousands of people that have come in and sought it out for one reason or another, whether they're having trouble sleeping or they've got some pain or arthritis or, you know, maybe they have like really bad tremors or their child has autism. So they're coming in for one reason and then seeing them come back in and half the time they would even just come back in because they were so excited about the results and they just wanted to tell us their experience with it. So it's always fantastic for me to be able to see that kind of stuff. And when it was, again, when I was in finances, I was helping people when it came to fitness I'm still helping people. And even in this, I think that's one of the reasons why I wanted to open up the store was just to be able to see how much of an impact it had in my life as well as other people. So and when you're doing the yoga, you're helping people too. And so it seems like that's a common theme. Can you relate one of those stories? You, you Obviously, you worked for another CBD store, you know, one of the other locations before you opened up yours. And so you had been around it for a while. You had, you had mentioned um, hearing different people have good results. Can you relate a story that sort of stands out for you of, of somebody that, that maybe shared something in the store? So one story that I always kind of go back to because it was such a big impact. And I think this is what like changed my perspective on the product itself was it was about my third day working at the store. And this gentleman came in, he was an ex Marine. And he came in, he sat down on one of our chairs and he said, Okay, so I'm about to go home and eat a bullet. What do you got for me that's going to stop me from doing that? And I was sitting there like, Oh, my gosh, okay, like the pressure just like skyrocketed, like I'm still sitting there learning the product myself. And then I have someone coming in here telling me something to that extent. And so we got him on one of our oils and told him, you know, how, like our suggested use for it and all this kind of stuff. And he went home and he came back three days later and he was like, oh my gosh. Cause one of the things that he couldn't do is he could not move one of his arms past, not even like a parallel to his shoulder. So he had a very limited mobility. And then all of a sudden he came in, he was like, look at this. I can move my arm all the way around. Like I've got full motion this is fantastic. And so all of a sudden he looked like a different man when he walked into our store. Not only that, a few days later, like two more days later, he came back in and then he's like, I have more great news for you. He's like, I didn't even think about this, but I have suffered from eczema my entire life. And he's like, my legs, he pulls up his pant leg and he's like, my legs are like smoother than a baby's skin. He's like, this is fantastic. It's already starting to clear up. And he was such like an inspiration to be able to see transformation within days and like his body responded so well to it. He, I mean, he took well over what we suggested for him to start on, but it worked for him. Now I would imagine that you're not open now. You're not permitted to be open yet. Your business, when that permission finally comes and you're able to reopen, are you going to reopen? And if so, what measures are you planning to take to keep your staff safe and to keep uh, your customers safe? So one of the things that we've been thinking of um, is because for our space, it's generally open, but it's still a smaller little area. You know, it's only like a thousand square feet. So what we're looking at is probably just having one to two groups of people. So if it's a family or like a couple that comes in together, they can be on one side if another couple comes in, but really limiting the amount of people that come in here at a time. Once they come in, we definitely have, you know, we all have our masks and we're wearing gloves, which we're replacing throughout the day and still washing our hands at least every hour. Now, aside from that, if a person comes in, we're the ones who are touching and handling all of the product. Just because if somebody needs to pick it up, we can explain everything that is on the label without them having to hold the little bottle in their hands. And it's, it's hard because so many people just want to grab and look and see because that we're just so accustomed to that. So a lot of it is just kind of reminding the person, like once they come in, like, okay, so like, what are you looking for? I'll be able to handle it for you. So we're the ones who are physically touching everything that's coming in. 
as much as we can. Our doors are always open, so we're getting that fresh air in here. Uh, for me, I love the doors open anyways. I feel like it's a lot more inviting. But again, it's just reducing the contact surfaces once people are coming in. And then anything that is touched or once people are in here, after every customer, we're sanitizing, you know, the workstation or the basically where our registers are. So we're doing our best to make sure that there is as little contact in here as possible. I love that idea of, of you guys handling the products. That's that's brilliant. That's a great idea. I don't, I'm not sure if other stores are going to do that or not, but I mean, somebody listening to this can sure get that idea. And I think that's an excellent idea because as you said, we're all accustomed as customers <laughs> to just touching everything. But right now, you know, we're kind of in this, in this weird place where we're, we're, you know, things aren't the way they were. So I think that that's great. What other, you had mentioned earlier about online selling and, and things like that. Are you, during this period where you're not really able to operate as normal, are you exploring things like online selling? How is that going? Are you doing other things to generate revenue or have you thought about other things? Just curious, you know, what, what you've been working on. Yeah. So being that I was only open for about a week, I don't have like a strong customer basis to reach out to. Um, usually a lot of our other stores, you know, they have been open for over a year. They have those people to contact. We have the numbers. We can reach out to them a lot easier. So one of the things that I did right away, because I, you know, I'm really big into service, but there's not a whole lot of people that I could serve personally, but I wanted to make the best impact that I could in the community or in the North Hills area. So right away, I started offering free grocery pickup and delivery. And so that was something that I just put a post up. And I blasted out into Facebook. I was on all the different Facebook groups, which are huge, huge, huge for any kind of like entrepreneur or somebody who's starting up a business is getting involved in your community and getting onto some of those different groups. And so once I shared it to a group here, to a group there, they started sharing it to all their different friends and all these different places. But then again, they're still seeing your CBD store. So a lot of times people originally, they were calling in and they're saying like, hey, we need help because like we can't leave our houses, whether they were elderly, they had pre-existing conditions or whatever it might be. So they needed help picking up groceries. So getting onto those Facebook groups and I kind of leveraged my platform on social media when it came to yoga. So I kind of had to pivot really quickly to just kind of even help in that sense, because when it comes to uh, like Yogi B wellness, it was more so always generating um, income that I could donate. So it was kind of like any profits that were made was also again donated. So it wasn't necessarily something that I held back for myself. Uh, whereas the business, again, it's a lot different because now I have a building that I actually have to pay for. <laughs> like, it's not something I can just take outdoors. And so in order to still pay for that kind of stuff, I kind of leveraged the platform that I had on there. And I had a huge response from people that have been following me for a while or even some people that I've never met before that were like, oh, my gosh, I want to support you. or Oh, I love this stuff. Like, I want to try your product as well. So I just started talking about the product to whoever I could. And it's seemed to work out really well as well. And they were even telling more people too. So word of mouth is huge with that. I love that. I mean, it's, it's a great way to do a community service. You're obviously building your brand. It's not like you said, you're not trying to push that on anybody and you're doing it, but in the way you're doing it, it, it makes sense. You're making an impact and you're really just getting some exposure for who you are and that you're out there. And as a brand new business, that's what you want. You know, you were, if this all wouldn't have happened, you would have been you know, working on all these things to build this brand and build this business. So it's, that's a great way to be smart about the current environment and how you can adapt to it. So when everything opens back up, what do you, what do you think sales will be like for you for the rest of the year? I mean, are you planning obviously for, for lower sales? Are you trying to offset that with the online sales or, or what sorts of things are you projecting for your business over the next year? I know it's definitely going to be a struggle compared to what we've seen before. So I've been involved with a lot of the startups of the other. Um, so again, like, so your CBD store, we're all individually owned. 
But being that I was one of the first employees and I was around from the start, they've had me kind of go in and help start up all the other locations that are here in the Pittsburgh area. So as I was training up people and doing different things, I can see how quickly they were able to generate their customer basis. Whereas now, a lot of people still aren't, like even when we can open our doors, it doesn't mean that people are going to be out and shopping around like normal. So I'm forecasting that it will be a lot slower of a startup than what I'm used to. Um, that being said, I am definitely going to have to pivot and work more so on those online sales and kind of generating it that way, just because that's going to be how a lot of people are shopping now. And it's not necessarily unfortunate. It's just a new thing for me to learn. So I'm kind of excited to learn more about that because I'm not the best in that area. <laughs> we're all going to be smarter with online when it comes to online selling after this. That's for sure. That's one of the things we're all oh, going to be. <laughs> I mean, all these tools were in place, but everything is being sped up now because of, of necessity. Yes, exactly. Exactly. What When the pan pandemic is over, what plans do you have for your yoga business? Do you still plan to offer that when the pandemic is over? Do you still plan to do one-on-one -on -one sessions the way you were doing before? Or do you plan to you know, adapt or change your business model in any way? So I absolutely plan on getting that up and going as quickly as possible, just because I really believe in what yoga can do for a person. Again, that was another reason why I even got into it is what it did for me and how it transformed my life. So one of the things is when I originally got into it was because the value that I got from it, I couldn't keep that to myself. Like I have to share that with other people. There's no way that I could hold that to myself. That would be too greedy of me. So in the same way, I can see what a need it would be for people to be able to get to move their bodies, reconnect, and almost even be able to be more grounded because of everything is just completely turned on its head. So one of the things that as soon as I'm able to open up the doors and do it in the, the correct way that's going to like make sure that we are not spreading anything, I want to either um, have people coming into the store here, be offering free yoga on Mondays, so every Monday evening. It's a great way to just kind of set your intentions for the week. And so one of the things would be trying to, as soon as I'm able to, have that Monday meditation with people that would be free. So I'm really, really excited to be able to get out there and get people more involved in yoga once we can get outdoors again. Yeah, you have really the perfect business model for that, you know, to be able to go outdoors and, and do it outside. So it works out perfect in this time. So um, during this very challenging time, we've all learned a lot of business lessons. We've all learned a lot of life lessons. I'm curious, what things have you learned in your life or in your business? And you know, how has this shaped you so far? So I think this is something that I've thought and I've learned since the start. And this just kind of goes along with it is that if you are not failing or falling down on your face, then you're not really doing anything that interesting. And that's something in a concept that I've had all throughout my yoga practice, even from the beginning, because when you're practicing different poses or you're trying to balance on your head or something, you're going to fall. <laughs> you know, it doesn't always look beautiful. Like It doesn't always look like the pictures that you see on, say, like Instagram or in different books and stuff. So you have to expect that it's, you're going to fail sometimes. And it's the same thing with any kind of business venture that you have. Like there is always the not the option, but there's always the possibility that you could fail, but that's okay because it's, it's a practice. And so it's like, you know, so you got to take it in a way that you're enjoying what you're doing. You're going after what you're doing, but if it fails or if it falls down or there are going to be ups and downs, that's okay. You know, it's not the end. It's just, you get up and you find the right way that is going to work. So if it's having to pivot onto online sales, whether it's for the CBD thing, or it's changing my business model again, when it comes to yoga, 
that's okay. It's, you know, that's all a part of the game and it's all a part of the practice of life. Brittany, as we wrap up here, one final question. What words of advice or encouragement or ideas or thoughts do you have for other small business owners who may be listening to this right now? Maybe other people that are going through the same things that you're going through and, and they're, they're looking for ideas. Uh, they're looking for some thoughts, some inspiration, maybe something that you've learned. What would you share with somebody listening right now? I think the biggest thing is that if you don't know what steps to take next is to reach out to someone. Because so many people, like even like myself, like I love to be able to help other people. And so many people, like they want to be able to give their life experiences to others because you've already gone through all the hard stuff and you don't want to see somebody else go through that. So if they have any questions, they should just reach out to somebody else, ask them or even say, hey, I don't know what to do next. Like, what are you doing? What are your plans? Bounce some ideas off of each other. And then that collaboration a lot of times can spark that creativity so that you know how to move on forward from there. And then just not to be scared, you know, whatever steps it might be, even as scary as it might seem, take those baby steps that ultimately will lead to that, you know, that bigger one that you were scared of. So it's a lot of just little baby steps on the way. And then don't be afraid to ask for help. Brittany, thanks so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. Oh, it was such a pleasure. Thank you. Anytime. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please do me and the Pittsburgh small business community a huge favor by giving it a rating on your favorite podcast app. It really helps others to find the show so that we can continue to build our community. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do. And if you know someone who should be on the podcast or you'd like to connect with me, you can reach me at proprietorsofpittsburgh.com, thestartupshop.net, that shop spelled S-H-O-P-P-E, or at 412-336-8247. I'm Darren Volano, and this is the Proprietors of Pittsburgh Podcast. Take care.